You're listening to Fakeologist Audio Chat. This is a new and exciting way to communicate with fellow fakeologists from all over the world. Each day we compress and post the day's audio into a file that can be big or small. Discover new voices and ideas that talk about media fakery like you never did before. Please search for Fakeologist Audio Chat and Fakeologist Main Show on your favorite podcast app. To connect to our always on and always streaming audio chat, go to fakeologist.com forward slash audio chat. To listen to the live stream, go to fake11.com forward slash radio 2. Now, on with the audio chat. It is Friday, November 18th, 2022. I'm in the live stream. This is the afternoon commute. We are awaiting Wild Times, the new administrator, making waves on the Discord. And Truth Sam, the moderator. One of a few moderators on the Discord. And let let me remind you, if you're listening to this audio chat as a recording... You can go to fake11.com forward slash discord and you can join in to the discord. So now we have the two other participants. Truth I am. Hello. Good afternoon, Ab. Good afternoon, sir. And we have Wild Times, the administrator. That Hello. Many- you cannot be on this discord for more than five minutes. Without wild times, somehow making an appearance. Except for last night for like 16 hours straight. <laughs> oh, you had, a, you had a break? Did you um, did you delegate the duties to Truth I Am? Um, you know, he, he has um, gained more permissions, certainly. Who are the other moderators on the Discord here? So we, we have, have any others? Yeah, we have um, a little bit shady, our friend Linda. Uh, we have yeah, Linda, Linda. Waterman Chris, and we right. have the venerable, venerable Curvy. Curvy Rhett Lady, we'll, we'll call him. Um, you know, Curvy has been, uh, was the person that got me into moderating, believe it or not. Oh, that's, I thought it was uh, Zombie Dave. Zombie Dave was the one who taught me. Curvy's the one that invited me and got me loaded onto the team, and, and was the one that you thought I was, uh, you know, had the stuff to be on the team, and then they actually, Kirby told me later on how they did the diligence on my, on me on the daily to figure out if I was um, a, a plant, literally, yeah. because that you know, no poll, as far as we know, conspiracy no poll, um, has never been infiltrated, and we know all the mods that are there every day. We can see every action, and you know, nobody is doing anything other than good faith moderation. Really interesting. Do you guys do anything? Does a Reddit? Community ever get banned by Reddit? Yes. Okay. Do you know the rules for Reddit? Because uh, you know there there is some issues like uh, you have here and you have at YouTube where the rules are kind of unknown. Um, but for the most part, no, they're 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 become they become more and more clear. Um, and I think that for the most part, like subject matter rather than conduct is the issue with bannings. Okay. 
So they can put up with a lot of BS. Yeah, I mean, uh, I I don't know that, like, insults has ever gotten a subreddit taken down. That's kind of standard fare for a Reddit. Moderators on Reddit ever get a heads up that you're going to get banned? Have you ever heard of that, or are they not? Um, no, I mean, if you're, if you're talking about it, if a community gets taken down, a uh, subreddit. Yeah. Yeah. That's what no, I, I mean, that, that, just, that just happens. I don't, I don't know that a moderator would ever get, uh, you know, a, a heads up about that. Uh, you know, there's, there's a lot, Reddit's big. Um, there is a lot of automated tools that we like have access to for the rep, for our sub that the administrators uh-huh. prob- probably have comparable tools for. Or, you know, comparable tools for the whole site. So automated things happen. Is, is there any vaccine stuff on Reddit at all? Anti-vaccine yeah. stuff? Tons of it. I'm I'm the moderator of R take the jab R slash take the jab, which is all anti-vaccine. If you t- if you say one pro-vaccine thing there, you're permanently banned forever. No <laughs> So they really so th- why do you uh, think so they let I've, that stay up? Because of our, because the the head moderator there is a absolute. Um, what did I say to uh, Dave one time? Um, um, I, I used the word that, that summed it up well, but it, it is um, h- harsh beyond belief. And I think the clarity is what they they don't they don't mind. There is it is what it is, and it's mostly um, articles and a few memes. And then and a lot of cross posts. So if somebody has a problem with the vaccine, or there's an article somewhere else, you, you, the post has crossed it over. And there's not crossed over. There's not a lot of um, controversy in the sub itself because everybody's anti. Wow. Okay. And yes, a single. I mean, it's 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 vicious moderation. A single comment, even innocuously can be interpreted as pro or neutral gets you banned permanently immediately forever. Now, it's not from the site. It's just from the subreddit. Um, and it, it, that site, that sub now requires very little moderation. No one will step into it and say anything that, you know, why would you? It's suicide by moderator. That's really interesting. Is there any other web? There's a lot of other places on Reddit that are also anti-vaccine. Like, for instance, uh, I know one of the the subreddits that crosses over with cross posts to take the jab. I can hop in there and, you know, get you some links right now is uh, r slash. That's how the subreddits are, you know, um, uh, written uh, debate vaccines. Now, as far as I know, that one actually started out kind of pro, but then, you know, the, whoever was in control of the sub, which would be the owner head moderator allowed it to lean um, anti and uh, it is, it is. So, um, yeah, there's more than more than that. There's the one sub that's been having trouble staying up, and I, they had to go private. And there's uh, apparently some, there was some muscle I think applied to them by the admins, which is I've never experienced it. It would be weird to to, to hear, and it was weird. I remember reading some of the the happenings. They said like, yeah, the admin told us that we had to do this and this. Like, me, it was very vague stuff. Like, I'm sure they got more specifics, but like having to curate your content in a certain way, what's the point of even having it at all? Okay. The reason I'm asking, because you, you figure Reddit is a big site. Is it's is it on the scale of Twitter or Facebook, or is it magnitude smaller than those guys? Yeah, that's a good question. There's, there's a difference between, like, pages and traffic. Uh-huh. 
So I'll, I'll look that up right now. I, I used to know those answers a little better, but the internet changes. Yeah. Well, the reason I'm wondering is because, for instance, the Died Suddenly Facebook group, Matt Tiago, who used to do a show with me, who is no longer talking to me, or I can't get a hold of him, or he doesn't want to answer me, which I find really disrespectful. But any, anyhow, he's trying to create his own forum, his own software, which to me is insane. It's an, it's an insane undertaking. When there are places, then you're just telling me there's Reddit, which probably would allow all these conversations that Facebook allegedly is deleting or banning the groups for. So if we wanted to communicate well, the one, on a the major one sub, platform. The one sub that's been having trouble staying up is, is vaccine long haulers. The, so the guys that are saying that they got injured by the vaccine and kind of have long COVID or whatever may have you. That one has gone through a couple of iterations and may have gone private and come out of private. So that has, and I think maybe it was banned at one size or one time. So that has been, um, you know, there's an example of what they kind of shy against leaving up. You know, it's one thing having to take the jab where it's like we, in some ways, it's just everything anti gets posted there. It's another thing, people making direct claims that they've been injured as the purpose of the sub. Uh, okay. So maybe that, maybe you couldn't do that then. Well, you kind of can. I mean, like it's, they're, they're definitely, Reddit falls, um, under a site where you do better if you speak in certain euphemisms sometimes. Oh, okay. So Reddit might not work on that camp for the diet suddenly people. It's a good question. You know, um, I think a lot of the um, conjecture about these things is how big actually are they? Uh, all right. You know, we have, interesting same, another. we have the yeah. same questions about about subs that are our, our size, too. Does does the actual traffic match what the stats say? Huh. Well, so I'm looking at the top the top um, websites visited. Um, all right, Reddit's number seven. So Google, YouTube, Facebook, Amazon, Yahoo, Wikipedia, Reddit, eBay, Twitter, Netflix. Top ten. And sorry, what, where's Reddit? Reddit's number seven? Yeah, seven. So Google, YouTube, Facebook, Amazon, Yahoo, Wikipedia, Reddit, eBay, Twitter, Netflix. Wow. Okay, that's really interesting. And people are saying Yahoo's bigger than Reddit, but it's, you know, so the answer was senior citizens. Well, yeah, what is on Yahoo? I don't even know what's there. You, if you go to Yahoo, you can search through GoDaddy or search through Ask Jeeves to Google something. Mm -hmm. It's a joke. It's a joke. Yeah, but that's, what, that's the joke we make to old people. Did you, did you search Ask Jeeves to, to Google it? And they say yes. Yeah, I, yeah. Well, I'm just wondering. I know Yahoo started off as a search engine, then just became a big site. Well, I, I, think I don't know. A lot of it's email. A lot of it's email. Okay. I remember Yahoo from the very beginning, but I don't remember what it was good for. It was just another search engine back when I, and I've been at the on the internet or the World Wide Web version of the internet since the beginning. And I remember it for a few things, but not much. The Yahoo Answers was heavily used back in the day. Okay. 
now, now it's just a, um, a housing of memes. Um, so Truth is still with us, hopefully. He's probably enjoying the cold weather, similar to you, compared to where I am. Yeah. Hello, microphone test one, two. Check one, two. Yeah, it's, it's, there's sun out over here, but it's it's about 20 degrees out. Oh, wow, you're in the deep freeze, too. Yep. It just snowed last night pretty bad. After the break. After, after the break. After the break. Hi, I'm Chad from Northern California. Hi, this is Errol C. Naeem. Rick from Fort Macquarie. Eric, you are listening to Fakeologist Radio at Fakeologist.com. Did that come through clearly on your end? Because I was having connection issues, I think. I heard it all on my end. Okay. It, was, it was perfect. Well, because that sound box machine is, is having some problems. And I have, when I get some time, I'm going to have to uh, copy it over to another piece of hardware because there's something wrong with the hardware, I think. You know, I had so a, a heads up. I had, a, I had a router go out out of nowhere, and it's like it see it was very hard to diagnose because it, it seemed like it was working. It still put up a uh, network, but the, there was no internet going to it. And eventually, swapped it out with another router, and it's like, okay. The router is the only thing, but you know, it seemed like a cable. And it, routers, in my experience, just don't die very often. Simple routers. Yeah. By the way, if anyone wants to help me, I'm trying to use the Vela set got me going on uh, this idea that you could create a virtual machine. And that I'm way you could I'm just copy the whole machine. Are you good at that? I mean, I don't know that I'd say I'm good. I've, I have a decent amount of personal experience doing weird stuff with them because I've needed it. In my, in my experience, it's very, it's very interesting. Are you... Uh, in the individual case, like, or why you would be doing it, you're starting a virtual machine on one OS to create another OS, and then what your goal is, like, all those things are, you know, pretty different every time you do it, usually. Okay. Well, I, all I want to do is take a snapshot. Now, he um, showed me this. I, I don't know much about them. He introduced me to the idea. I've never bothered with it. But he introduced me. So he set up the sound box on VM, VMware. Have you heard of VMware, which I guess is some open yeah, free software for creating a virtual machine? Yeah, I've used it. Okay, I, all I want to do is create a... Okay, so I've got a VM instance. That's what the sound server's on. I want to know how to copy that into, a, I suppose it's a file, and then bring it into... Another virtual machine. That's the thing I don't know how to do. I don't even know what software I need. You want to make a virtual machine. You want to take a virtual machine that exists and put it inside another virtual machine. Yeah, I want to know how to take a picture of. This is the whole point. There, of there, there's a there's a file that you can download in in the computer. It, it comes in, a, in a, either a folder or a file. I forget which exactly it is, but I've, I've had to go locate the actual instance before to send it over a network to another computer. It's doable. So there's always a standing file or you have to create the file? 
Um, well, there is a file after you've if you've so let's say you have a, a virtual machine program like VMware, you can create um, as right. many virtual as many virtual machines as you like. And at, when you create one and you spin it up and it's working and you save it, then that is it's, that's a, it's a, there's a file there or a folder for that specific virtual machine. And you might have five any given time, ten on the VMware. And then when you shut one down and turn it off and wipe it from the VMware, typically the files are no longer available. Like, let's say you're, oh, I learned what I needed to learn from that one. I'll turn that off, uh, you know, get rid of it and start a new one. And then, yeah, once it started and saved in the program itself, which will, it'll have a list of all your virtual machines, there is an actual a file that could be moved and then opened with another um, copy of the program on other hardware. Sure. Yeah, that's what I wanted to know how to do. So I, I just wanted to know where those programs were on the virtual machine. That's all. So well, I haven't had time to really play with it. If someone could just guide me or show me a YouTube tutorial, I could watch it. They're not necessarily. I mean, they are in the virtual machine, but they're that's the virtual machine is what opens the file. You know, they're either in yeah. Windows, it's in Windows Explorer somewhere, depending on where you saved VMware. Okay. So I lit, but I want to know how to create a snapshot of the virtual machine into a file because it's not a dynamic file that's always being updated. I don't think in the snapshot you're talking about, I believe I might be completely incorrect, but I believe it's already there. It, you can just copy it the same exact instance it's opening and move it somewhere. Okay. So all the settings from all the Windows programs in that virtual machine are always being saved into that file. So that file at any one time is always up to date and you could just move it. You don't have to do anything special. And, and you import I, it into the new machine. Yeah, from what I remember, you know, yes, if you've if you've closed the virtual machine and saved it, you know, on your last use, that's the way it exists in the file. Okay, but if it's active, if it's if it's a ongoing machine, I have to close it. And once I um, close it, I can grab the file. Yeah, most likely it's like, you know, when I'm trying to move a picture, if I can't copy it or move it or save it while it's open to view. Right, I got it, okay. Okay, I'll have to figure out how to close it, and then I'll grab the files and move them. That's what I'll do. You know, I, I don't know if there's a way to hot open another one. So let's say you could have two open, copy it while it's live, have two open, and then shut one of them down. I'd have to look into that, but I don't, you know, yes. Yeah, you're probably right. You probably can't do that. Yeah, it should yeah, be as good. it should be as simple as you know. Yes, closing the entire VM program down just so it's you know not interfering with anything. Let it get a full write to the to the hard drive, and then there's a file sitting there in its folder. So you know VMware has the actual executable, and then it has what it's opening, which instance, and they're all different files from what I remember. It's been a couple of years. Okay. I had. I had to use XP for a work program, and then I had to use Windows 2000 to boot up an old game. Okay, I got gotcha. you. So here you go. In VM Workstation or VMware Ace, the default location of virtual machine files is the directory home, username, VMware, where username is the user, and you know this is the location of the virtual machine files. Okay. Well, that should be very easy then to get going. Yeah, yeah, it's, you know, you can just copy that and then move it to another computer and it should open just as same as. Okay, good. 
It says do do um, by default they're stored under uh, in a folder under documents. Do a search with uh, star period VMX. Oh, it's a VMX file. Got it. Yes. Okay. So I googled to just to get that. It took a couple googles, but VMware VM location. All right. Thank you. Yeah, as you go through that, you know, let me know if you have any trouble. One of the things that I would do um, is just, you know, find out where that is and then back up the entire folder that has everything, the highest folder you can get to, copy it out to a hard drive. Anything goes wrong, you know, you have a, a fresh copies in there. I got it. Okay, good. So you do have experience in that. That's great. Yeah, I've been playing, been building computers since I was a kid. When we were on Prodigy... And it was a DOS, um, um, what was it, a, a uh, command prompt. After so you boot up a right. modem, it would it would connect to something. You'd get a command prompt. My dad and um, one of the neighbors that was about a mile away. The neighbor was a, a head of like the geology department at the local uh, college. He he was a prepper way back then. Um, I didn't recognize it as a kid, but now I do. Um, they were able to take. Two computers and link them together via bought, you know, 9600 bought modems. They made all the screeching noise connected and then we could type from command prompt to command prompt window that opened like a chat room before chat rooms existed. Yeah. Well, there were BBSs before. And I this, think is, I, this is before a, B, a BBS barely it. Like they were just starting to exist. And they, you know, anything at all like that. And as soon as modems came out for a computer, I mean, this had what to be, year was that? Um, yeah, I'm thinking, you know, before 90, after 85. Yeah, well, there were BBSs in the early 80s because I ran one. So, how, bi how many users did you have? Well, I only had I only had a single computer. So it was one login at a time. But the people with money, because computers are a few thousand bucks. And as a young guy, I didn't have that money. And so I had one or two computers. They were not networked, but only one person could log in at a time. It was just remote login to your computer and access the BBS software. But there were a couple guys in richer areas that I knew that were using them for trading wares, whereas software. And they had at least five, ten machines networked together. And uh, so you could, and they had five phone lines and five modems, and all that hardware, and they talked to each other. So you could have chat rooms within the BBS too, bulletin board service. So that was early '80s, pretty sure. Now you you would have to know they were there, right? You wouldn't just you couldn't go out on the net and find them. There was no net, really, right? There there was no net. Yeah, you would have to. Um, there, somebody might have had a, a listing somewhere. You, that, you, once you got on one BBS, then you could get the information. Other BBSs, other it was just a name and a phone number, and you would need a an old fashioned multiplex phone system where one phone number and ten lines. And one of the biggest ones, I'm pretty sure, back in the day was in New York City. It was called the Pirate Bay. Pretty sure. There was pirate this and pirate that. I remember that now. Yep. And um, you just dial them up and pay long distance. And there weren't too many long distance plans. So there are people that knew how to, uh, they're called freakers, PHR.
and they could figure out ways to manipulate the long distance tones and get free long distance through using tones and backdoors and passwords and all that kind of stuff. Because if you were trying to download a big program, it could take all night. So that's a lot of long distance. Do you remember Mega Upload? Well, it still exists. That 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 I'm talking about before the World Wide Web. Oh, you just mentioned Pirate Bay. Yeah, that was a BBS. That was a bulletin board service. So that's before Pirate. It was a bulletin board service. The guy had ten or twenty or thirty computers all linked together, and of course, that's where Google allegedly came from where they they just linked all these computers together and networked them so they could all work together and create a really high-powered search engine that was fast and accurate. Yeah, I'm not sure if people are still using Pirate Bay like they used to 10, 15 years ago. Well, it doesn't exist anymore. The The Pirate Bay or the Pirate Zone, or the Pirate Edge. There was a million different Pirate BBSs. I think this is before your time. You're in your 30s, I believe, aren't you? Truthy? Yeah. Truthy? Yeah. Now, we're, we're talking 40 years ago. Yeah, there's, there's a website called the Pirate Bay, though. That's for torrents. Yeah, well, of course. The Pirate name lives on. In many different versions, but yeah, of course, the Pirate Bay is. That's why. That's why I think maybe I got the name of the BBS wrong. But for some reason, it was the Pirate something. It could have been Pirates Cove, but there okay. were many Pirate this, Pirate that, because you're pirating software. That's what right. you called it. Yeah, maybe didn't maybe sell the software. Maybe you are getting the words mixed up. I'm not a I'm not 100 sure because like I, like you were saying it was 40 plus well, years ago. Well, just do a search on pirate PBSs from the 80s. You'll sure. See them all. Someone's right. probably got them listed. Uh yeah. Well, here's I a, remember that. Yeah, go ahead. What do you got? The first thing that popped up is an article from 2013. This is the modem world. The sinister side of the 80s BBS. Sinister. That's such horseshit. eh? There's nothing sinister about it. Uh, Here we are. Every BBS that ever was. Slash dot. Oh, neat. What do you got? What are some of the pirate ones? Uh, There were so many. There were thousands. Okay. Probably tens of thousands. Let me tell you what this guy wrote. With a collection of over 30,000 text files from the 1980s, I suddenly got a rather weird thought. Why not start taking all the BBSs mentioned in all the text files and create a really, really huge BBS list? A few weeks later, I'm up past 77,000 BBSs listed, with many including the PSYOPs name, software used, and if you're lucky, a relatively accurate time span for the year that BBS graced the telephone network. I've imported FidoNet, Nautilus, 
Wildcat customer lists and a whole range of other lists as I find them. US BBS list, Darwin list, etc. Come by and remember what places sucked up all your long distance calls and sleepless nights <clears throat> trying to get past the busy, busy signals. I'm also making That's an right. open call for everyone and anyone to send me old BBS lists to integrate. With luck, we can have some sort of permanent record of all the BBSs we ever knew. Uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, send me that link. I'll, I'll uh, put that in the live stream notes, please. I'll take a look sure. at that because I've never really gone back memory lane to check into that. I wasn't big in it, but um, that that's how I got online. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty interesting stuff. Very. So, so it was basically like a like a live call on the internet, like one of the first of its kind, essentially. Yeah, you would. You need a phone number. You need another phone line. You couldn't really. You could it, use your house phone, but if you, once you're on your phone, no one else would be able to get through. And if you had a sister who had boyfriends, she would probably get mad at you. That you're tying up the phone line. Yeah. Yeah. You so need to get a second line into your into your place. And it was. Um, so it's kind of like 56k. Kind of. That was like the fastest it ever. That was the fastest it ever got, as far as I can remember. And then the World Wide Web started. Then you started going yeah. into um, direct lines, ISDN it, lines. That was basically like the introduction of that. Going that was going sort of from, the that was the that was the fastest you could get sending tones over a voice line. Because mm. don't forget, they weren't data lines; they're voice lines, so they're optimized for everyone's voice. So you could only get so many frequencies of tones, and that yeah. was the screechy noises that you would hear if you picked up the phone. Okay. But it was all tones. Yeah, 50, and it could only... 50, that yeah. was about as fast as they could get. Yeah, when we started, uh, we had 4,800 and then 9,600. So 4,800 baud, 9,600 baud, and then it started jumping up a little higher. So it, when it started, it was 10 times slower than uh, 56. Well, I started at 300 baud. I, you know, I think I think I was under it was under forty forty six or forty eight or whatever, but I, yeah, I was above three hundred. <laughs> yeah, but four three hundred was one ten. That one ten, I don't think lasted that long. Three hundred was a pretty was a standard. You must have for a paid extra time. for that. For what? For that for your connection. I had to get a second phone line. Oh, okay. So it's basically twice, I had to get another, twice the amount? No, I had to get another phone line to run the modem because to download oh, anything, yeah. it took hours. Hours and hours. And nobody could obviously call it. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I couldn't have run a bigger BBS service because I would have had to pay for business lines. And most residences don't have enough copper to have more than two or three lines. So I couldn't even have more lines than I wanted. There's no hardware to phone company wouldn't do. You need to have a business where they had 
business copper going into a business and then they could do other things and have a real full Hi, I'm just a gal. Top notch energy, Dr. Fuster Clark. Gord from Manitoba. Fake egg from Sweden. You're listening to Fakeologist Radio at Fakeologist.com. And then you have to have a computer for every line, a modem for every line. And then you pay for the power. And there's no money. Most places didn't charge. There were some that charged. I remember that they've charged money, but but then they were yep. giving access to uh, pirated software, and that's where they got into trouble because they're charging money to access um, software. But some of them didn't have any of that; they wouldn't allow piracy. But you still had to pay. I, I'm pretty sure I paid monthly just so they couldn't run all this hardware for. Um, for free no way so i remember yeah, you, paying how many different phone lines did you have total well i only had one extra one i only had a small oh. bbs myself let's see but and it was more of a hobby just a fun thing to try and get going but it wasn't a serious business there were serious businesses that started some mega bbs's Maybe one was even called Mega BBS. Maybe they started off, was, off being run. No, maybe was yours was called Faco BBS. No, because I wasn't into fakeology back then. I was a normie. Oh, you were a normie. Yeah. Uh, At one point, I was a normie too. We all start off as such. Yeah. And I was a child. Not sure when were you a normie. Um, till like 2003. Okay. Well, oh, you've been awake longer than me then. I'm not sure. Well, I mean, it's different, different degrees. Okay. So like the stuff that you guys know about, I mean, I was open to learning for a, since that, since 2003, you know, just little bit by little bit, but, uh, it was after I met my wife. Uh, like maybe 2009, 10, but, um, your wife woke you up. Well, she knew all about the conspiracy stuff. I knew about some of the other, some of the other, uh, risque topics. So we just taught each other you, things and, you know, you said, um, your, your wife wanted to have a, a show. Yeah, where she wanted to come on. Yeah, I'm going to try to get her because she's really passionate about it and she knows what the hell's going on. So that's you know, awesome. I'd love to hear from her. Like, is yeah. she on Discord? She has a Discord. Uh, she's not in yet. Let's get her verified. Uh, we'll do it when it, yeah, we'll do it later. <laughs> I'll, okay. We'll do it later. I'm not even with her right now. I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm not with her right now. But, um, but yeah, we'll be she, in a few minutes. If she is interested with that radio show, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure that'd be great content for Faco. Yeah, yeah, it's it's all about it's it's like England, but then she knows what the hell's going on in like Britain and you know everything that she's talking about. That's one thing I was saying to her because she's like, she's basically giving me like a radio show talk, 
like, you know, really informed, just me, I'm the only audience. And I'm like, you know, you should really go on fake, fakeologist with this, you know, because that's great. You know, like, but everything she was saying applies to other people, like whether they're in France or Switzerland or Germany or America or Canada, in some way, we're all dealing with this, this yeah. system, you know. Wait, you I, after, I exchanged, after I exchanged greetings with her, it was like three hours passed, and we were like, oh, well, that was fun. <laughs> it's late. She's yeah, awesome. the same thing happened when Ab. She was on like a year ago almost. Yeah, she's so awesome. It was like Thanksgiving time. On so, here? Yeah. Yeah, she came on and talked to you. I got verified, and it was like near Thanksgiving somewhere. Oh, are you in Florida? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I remember her now. I can't remember her name, but I remember now. She, you guys are down in Orlando or somewhere near Waterman, Chris. Yeah, yeah. We're, I, we live in South Florida. Yeah. You guys should have a oh, I remember. or something. Have a what? I said you, Waterman, Chris, should meet up and have a couple beers or something. Yeah. Yeah, we're That's local. Good dude. We're is your local. wife I mean, British? I remember. Did she have a British accent? No, uh, she's English. Okay, she she's English. Yeah, not not British. She's English. Okay. Yeah, yeah. She'll, what she'll is it correct. about the word? What is it about the word British? There's some implication about it's the being thing like British. um, it's like uh, the identity that you're supposed to embrace. That's not that's like more amorphous. And she's like, no, reject it. She's like, the only British are the Welsh. They're the natives, the native Britons. They're the British. Oh, wow. That's, that's yeah, really right. cool. That's yeah, really cool. Yeah, and, you know, she she's got family in Wales and from Wales and stuff, but, like, you know, that's a tiny bit. You know, but she's like, she's, you know, Tolkien, like, you know, he's, he's a master of, like, Anglo-Saxon history and language and stuff, but you, you should read some of the stuff. I, I should look, I'll, I'll find it and link it. Give me a little bit of time. I'll find it. He did this whole thing about the Welsh language. It's a, it's a brilliant talk, like, in, that he wrote about it, you know, and he's not even, that's not even his specialty. He's just like, we need to keep this alive. So... But yeah, yeah. So, anyways, that's that's her vibe about it. But. Yeah, I remember her now. I can't remember her name. What name did she use here? Uh, I don't. Sarah Saxon. Mm. I just I something like Saxon. <clears throat> I just thought I'd have to. I was listening on the audio. I just thought uh, I'd come in and say you can't call Welsh people uh, British. You just you can't do that. <laughs> yeah. Are you English, Rachel? I'm yes. English, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a, a, the so don't call you British. Oh, no, no, you can call me. I don't, well, I don't really mind, but uh, generally Welsh people and Scottish people, unless they are they are unionists, that would make, but generally they're, they're, more, they're less likely to like to be called British than English people who don't, quite a lot of them don't mind. Some people do and some people don't. British is it's like the union, so it's, it's yeah. if you're a nationalist or if you're a unionist. <laughs> so it's, okay. it's quite funny, but I know a few. Uh, I used to work with a few Welsh people, and it was a pretty big insult to call them British. <laughs> is it? Do they really take it offensively? 
it depends. I suppose it depends. If, well, when Kimru or Kimri or. If it's North Wales, then they have their own. They they, they speak Welsh is the first language, so um, you know the the you know they're they're Celtic rather than British. I mean, if you think Britain, the t- the term it comes from Brittany, and Brittany comes from um, France. That's a part of France. So it's uh, oh, the, right. Norman, the Norman Conquest, uh, William the First, that that drove all of the true people of uh, you know like the British Isles. Um, to the out, outskirts, which is Wales and Scotland, and then oh, England is mostly uh, from the French, like from a those like French background. Well, not all of us, because I mean, but you know, that's the the, the nobility of Britain uh, first started from the French when when in ten sixty six. It's quite it's quite interesting because in ten ten sixty six. Uh, when William the First conquered Britain, he had um, a big audit of the whole of the British Isles, and he was had it all audited, and that was called the Doomsday Book. And basically, what we're living through now, what what they want to do is instead of auditing just a country, they want to audit to audit the world in exactly the same way. Yeah, yeah, and he brought the yeah. the the good people, the good. Chosen people with him. Yeah. Yeah. So it's quite. Well, I do disagree with you on the whole, like, British is from France and stuff, but. Well, I'm just saying that the term, it comes comes from the uh, Brittany, which is a part of France. uh, Well, they're the Celts living there. That's where the Celts live. Yeah. On that little uh, peninsula. Brittany used to be part of, like, uh, Kind of this country. I mean, this is going. I, I, I don't know a lot about this, but I know that it was held by what you would call, I suppose, the English. Um, uh, I don't know the ins and outs of that because that's that's before like the history I know. Uh, Fair play. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I didn't mean to, mean to divert. I, but but uh, yeah, it's just that's what she identifies. She happy identifies. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I just thought that uh, I was just listening to, you and I thought I'd pop in and say hello. Hello. Back at you. I was actually, I was actually thinking about you, Rachel, specifically, uh, based off the talk that we had the other night. Yeah. Uh, I, I figured that you would have had something to say about it, and lo and behold, you just popped in. So <laughs> I was just listening on the. Um, on the live stream, it's quite uh, quite interesting. Yeah, I'm I'm, gl- I'm glad you chimed in on on the subject matter. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. It's um, I don't know. It uh, I think it's like most places. Uh, you you like your own ad- identity, isn't it? Like the Welsh, it's not that the that the Welsh and the English and the Scottish are very different. Characters. I mean, even the the, the northern northern English and southern English, it's, you know. So yeah. I mean, sporting competitions. Yeah. I don't know if it's worth talking. Anywhere they call white people, white people. All white people are very different. Mm. 
I understood about half of the words that you said. You didn't come through very clear. Ah. I have to dip out though. Um, I'll, I'll drop that thing I mentioned uh, when I get a chance. I gotta yeah. dip out. Yeah, I just uh, I just popped in to say hello, and then everybody's leaving. Yeah, later, oh, yeah, I got home. I gotta go uh, see the kids. So. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Uh, oh, I didn't want to stop everybody else chatting. Well, be well, y'all. Okay. Ah, man, I was muted. Dang it. I was forgetting a mute. I intelligible like this. Yep. Yeah. Are you on a Are you on a phone or a uh, Yeah, I spent two hours driving on commuted day. Love if I could spend that time chatting here, but it never works. You just gotta talk into your phone. It's literally like I'm I'm kissing my phone right now. Okay, well, put your sensitivity higher. Oh, it's on auto? I mean, the light's green. I don't think it's sensitive. You know, if if somebody's really having problems, I looked into this. We could try priority speaker, but you have to move to push the talk to do it. Mm. Yeah, push the talk sucks. Yeah, but let's say... Fallis is like really wants to talk and that it's not working and priority speaker works. It's, I don't think it's worth that worth it now, but we should test it sometime. It might work. I don't know. It's up, it's up to you if you want to do push to talk, Fallis. He's in the car. I don't know if it was, it's worth it now, but we could hear him yeah. fine just a second ago if he wants to talk. Yeah. yeah. Right. And the truck has this like Bluetooth integration and a microphone in the ceiling. Whenever I use that, I'm just cutting out constantly. So. Yeah, Bluetooth is absolutely terrible. Yeah. You know, the re- trick, the trick is just that. get a wire a wired headset. Yes, definitely. That's what I'm using, and it's this is coming like coming in studio quality essentially. Yeah, you sound like you're in a sound studio. You sound perfect. Yeah, it's it's because I have a high quality uh, headset on. Are you on a computer though? No, (laughs) I'm on my phone. (laughs) Consider getting it because I I've been in this situation all the time now. So I have I have a Predator headset that's uh, auxiliary, and it's just like. Built really nice. Jaina. Yeah. Yeah, my my wife uh got the uh Predator uh, laptop gaming set. He she's got the uh the uh mouse uh predator and the headset predator. Everything's predator. How nice would it be if the like, gaming system that was like Nice, or not nice, just not aggressive. Alien hardware, Predator hardware, Razor, Raptor. Yeah. Even Corsair. Like, it sounds nice, but you're a C-band. It's like the uh, radar guns the police use. They're called the Stalker. (laughs) Right? 
Um, well, apparently, apparently this Predator brand, you get like a bunch of like free stuff, like uh, this Xbox um, account. Like you get like like a six months or two a year free, uh, and you get like hundreds of games you could download on the also Xbox. You get access to the whole library of all Xbox games. And what they do is they host them on a server, so you don't have to download them. They just stream the interface to your computer and then host it on their own servers. Sounds laggy. Well, as long as your latency is good, supposedly it's not that bad. I haven't tried it, but I've looked into it extensively, and people... Mm -hmm. It's just barely like you don't want to do PvP games on it most likely, yeah. but for the story and every other not PvP game, it works yeah. great, and it doesn't matter your hardware at all. Like you can just run it on a laptop because it's being hardware hosted somewhere else, which is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. See, I'd, I'd be more interested in playing like a game like Battlefield, so I'd have to download the actual game. Which is one of like the only cool things Microsoft has done in a long time. Yeah, Ugh, right now, like right now, the best gaming system right now is honestly Nintendo. You mean PC? No, Nintendo. Okay, can you discard? <laughs> anyway, what I yeah. said earlier that nobody could hear, but all the people that were talking about it are gone now. Um, is this like? Distinction between European heritages has been completely eradicated from Western society. Um, I mean, unless you live in European countries that are proud of themselves, but like in America and Canada, there's nobody knows where they're from. They don't know their heritage. We're all just white people and it, we're all just clumped together and have our history erased. And it's really weird. And it, it's obviously intentional. Yeah. If you don't know do you know the John the Seventh or like Mike the Fourth or Rob the Sixth? No, we only know about you know Mike the Third. You know, does my my euphemism get the point across? Like three generations is all we can really trace back, seemingly. Oh, I've got yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. You know, yeah, almost, if there was a really a lineage, you think that it would be it would be a badge of honor. So like guys, we just had Mike, and he's Mike the tenth. But nope, nobody does that. Mm. Yeah, some people curious, and they're proud of it. But I honestly can't. I go back to my grandfather coming out of Denmark at World War II, and I I can't find anything before then. And he refused to talk about it. So I don't. And my other grandfather was an asshole, and he, he wouldn't talk about it, so it's just gone. I've, I can go I've, back I've, through Ellis Island to Sicily and parts of um, um, Ireland, but, um, you know, as far as why they came here, it's still nebulous. I actually was said that I'd ask um, my family about that on another call, and I did, and the answer is still not forthcoming, but I know my great-grandparents came through Ellis Island in the early 1900s, maybe possibly late 18, and I, had, I actually met and spent time when I was a child with my great-grandmother uh, multiple times. Many times. Actually, I figured out what my great my grandfather did it. I don't know anything about my great um, father. My mom's side, I do, but I don't talk to them. Absolutely. 
It's the second pandemic clouds. You're listening to another hour of Fakeologist Radio on Fakeologist.com. So my grandfather came over from Denmark during World War II and he changed his name when he came over to a pre-Christian Jewish name. And but I got to see his birth certificate and it's a German name. So he came over during World War II as an adult and decided to adopt a seemingly Jewish name. And I feel like he did that as a to get it get advantage from what he saw was coming with the Jewish sympathy. In my experience, changing of names as you immigrate like that is very, very common. I can tell you about three different stories that I, I know personally about that stuff like that happening. Oh, yeah. I'm just talking about the decision to go from a German name to a Old Testament Jewish name. Yeah, you see, you saw the writing on the wall. Yeah, it was fascinating to me because he never really, maybe he wanted to talk about it, I just wasn't ready. I, I wish he was alive now because the, when he was alive, I didn't, I was not ready for all the things I would love to talk to him about now. And it's very disappointing. But that's yeah. life. Case of Asama. The funniest one was my great grandmother. No one that we knew of, maybe not her husband, he died years before, so we didn't find out if he knew. No one actually knew her real age or birthday or year. Um, until she died. And so she was, you know, old, older lady from Sicily when I knew her. And, you know, she could say very little English and, um, never really wanted to learn too much. Um, but we were able to figure out through like stories, I think from her sister who was still alive in, in Italy after she died that when she came over to immigrate, her, she, her real birthday was April 1st. So the agents called her a fool. And she didn't know why, so she just oh made a mistake and changed all her information so she wouldn't be a fool because she knew that whatever day one of her the things a month the year or the day was a problematic, and so she and she lied to everyone for the rest of her life and never gave it up. It's such a so many people did that from that time period. I, you know, I, mean, I, I but there was, there was a, there, sure. It was just like a huge reset of familial history at the worst time in history to do it. It was kind of villainous. There was a letter added to my last name, and I have two friends that they went with a uh, more phonetic spelling than they had before when they immigrated. So, yeah. Some of those conversations about how Sanskrit is the original language, how... Uh, Every other language is essentially Sanskrit phonetically. And then uh, started considering everything based off of phonetics. And it's a very different way to view language because I previously was studying it like Latin semantically. Um, and it's very different to think about it all phonetically. It makes a lot more sense. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm one of the believers that all the languages are really Canaanite or Phoenician, and all the definitions of these words are planned ahead of time in one big matrix. It seems to be the case to me. The, the death of all Canaanites the, and Phoenicians? Yeah, it's, it's a euphemism, but it seems the definitions of the words seem to come from the term death of Phoenician. And when you study maritime law and all the implications of that, you know, you are a, an absent without leave, deaf Phoenician who didn't show up for your script. And that's why you are a prisoner of the, uh, you know, of, of the king, because you didn't fulfill your military duty. Well, yeah, I've studied it for years. I mean, everybody says, like, is there truth to it? There seems to be, but at the same time, you know, the criminals that use force on you, if it wasn't that reason, I they'd find another reason. You know, maybe there's some spiritual truth going all the way to the back to the Vatican and the birth certificates, but you know, who can prove that chain of custody? Uh, Pharisees of the Bible, I mean they're the lineages that have gone on endlessly to sow deceit. And what about them? No. I'm sorry. I, I, mean, I, heard, I just heard. Sorry, I heard the Pharisees. I just didn't hear what you mentioned about them. Oh, the the Canaanites and the Phoenicians are the tribes of the Pharisees. Sure. I was just yeah. saying it goes back way further. Like they, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. The Phoenicians, as far as I've studied the the mainstream history, kind of like we're at the peak of their civilization and kind of just huge, you know, ship fish. Uh, you know, uh, shipbuilding merchants and then just disappeared. Well, they went to Carthage and then Rome sacked Phoenicia. Probably because they deserved it. Um, yeah, I mean, it, seem, it seems awful convenient that they just disappeared at the peak of their uh, their power, seemingly. When I've read it, that's what I... They relocated to Carthage because Rome eventually sacked them. Because every other previous conqueror, uh, Phoenicia was like the only, I don't know what to call it, country in that area. That every time, because that area turned over rulers from different areas for like a thousand years. Like different people took it over. But every I mean, that's, time what we're, that's over, what we're told, yeah. Every time somebody took it over, they left Phoenicia alone. They're like these are honorable merchants that are separate from our cultural and racial wars. They serve as mediators. And then Rome finally was like, nah, not having it. But then they all went to Carthage and then Carthage eventually got sacked as well. And then they disappeared. And then a hundred years later, Rome had a Jewish emperor, which was very, very interesting. And some people think all of them, all of them are Phoenician. So what time, time frame is that, the, um, the Jewish emperor? Uh, it would, it's 100 years after the sacking of Carthage, which I think is 200 BC. I, I don't know exactly, 150. Oh, no, no, no. That's, that's, that's useful to know. And, you know, hey, Rachel, this is Wild Times. How are you? I'm fine, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think it was the other day, maybe last night or the night before, I heard you guys talking about um, the Pope. And I forget what you were mentioning, but it was very interesting. And um, it was something about him and um, 
I don't know, a change. And it kind of reminded me about the change that he made recently or someone recently, supposedly, not taking on the title Vicar of Christ. Vicar. Is he not taking that on? Correct. I think this Pope was the first one to not. And um, the way what I read about it was like, instead of having that in his list of, you know, what he is, they they tossed it into like a uh, a back uh, a, a new label saying, "Oh, that's just an ancient thing." And he was the first uh, pope not to take it. Yeah. So it's uh, interesting that. Yeah, um, yeah, that was an interesting parallel to what you said. That's why I wanted to bring it up. It's one of those things. Is um, that in itself? Oh. Um, I don't know what to say on it. I mean, the, the title in itself is quite interesting because um, it's kind of like the earthly, earthly version of the, you know, of the, of of Jesus, isn't it? It's like Jesus is in, in his in his heaven. I mean, if you follow the theology, it's like the earthly version. So it's interesting that we're not not taking it on. I mean, it's like the Protestants would argue that you shouldn't take it on anyway. Um, Rachel, yes. could you adjust your volume? Could you maybe talk closer to your microphone? Uh, uh, am I a bit low? Am I? Yeah. Is that better? I mean, I could hear you better, um, but... Oh, did you check her volume personally? I mean, I, she sounds pretty good to me. I just saw her ability to turn it up. So, I'm sorry. I don't. I don't have the ability to turn her up on mobile. On my computer, you, right? wait, wait, if you if if you have all the boxes up in the upper right, there's the the person icon. You tap that person icon, you get a list. And if you I tap, you if we got her on. Streamer mode, man. We we if you, tap, if, you tap the na- if you tap the name in the list, you um yeah, are able. Yeah, you're able to do it individually. So. Are you on desktop, Rachel? Hey, tr- truth. If you I go, and her up, just, if you turn um, her up individually, I think she'll be fine. She sounds perfect to me. Um, right. yeah, you sound you sound great, Rachel. Continue, please. Oh right. Uh, yeah. See. Uh, you sound you sound perfect. Oh, good. I was just look, checking on my uh, computer sound levels. Um, so, yeah, because there's this, this title. So, the, the uh, you know, I was saying um, yesterday about the, the uh, Pontifus, Pontifus Maximus, which is the... Uh, yeah, that was it. Uh, that, that's like... Um, uh, a, a, a tightly inherited, um, and also with that, uh, because that was his title from Rome. Um, you know, Caesar's had Rome, so he he also they, they never use this title, but he he has got the title of Caesar. So if if you're thinking about when when the the Jews said we have no um, king but Caesar, well, you know who's currently got the Caesar king uh, title? It's the Pope. He doesn't use it, but it is it is still uh, belongs to um that um that you know that what do you call it that you know if you want to if you're thinking that history will repeat itself, he's currently the person who has that title, <laughs> even though he doesn't use it. 
Well, I mean, what's the prominent title in 2022, Pope or Caesar? Uh, it's just interesting going forward if you're thinking about um, fulfillments of prophecy and such. It's just it's just interesting to know who who holds that title. If you wanted to have both titles, what order would you put it in? Pope Caesar, Caesar Pope. Uh, I, don't, I don't know because he. The thing is, is he might not. He might never use it, but he's got it, so he can bestow it. You know. <laughs> You can look at it that way. You might not, you, you know, going forward, uh, the papacy might never use that, but they have the title. It's there. It, it belongs to them, and they can bestow, bestow, you know, give it to somebody if they so wish. Because not religious. Um, when he's off the clock, he's a Caesar. When he's on the clock, he's a pope. <laughs> yeah, maybe so. Well, the Caesar's like um, if you think about the t- title uh, originally in the. Um, from the the Roman era when it was um, um, Julius Caesar, he was the first one to, to actually um, to use it. Apparently, where it come it comes from, um, it might come from the Phoenicians. I'm not sure, but anyway, uh, uh, the uh, the Greek Empire was Alexander the Great. Uh, he Apparently, it comes through him. He, he he got it, and then when Alexander, when that that empire sort of like fell to Rome, then that's when Rome got it. But uh, the Julius Caesar was the first like head of um, of. I don't know the history too well to be to be able to um, you know be coherent in this. But he was Julius Caesar was the first one to say, "Yeah, I'm going to use that title." Hill Caesar. <laughs> and it's like a god king, that's what it means. It's uh it's to do with you know, you're a, yeah, you're a god king. King god. Yeah, I think it's a god king. I think that's uh, a god man man god. I'm not I'm not sure which way around it goes. I forget the name of the slave. It starts with an A, I believe, but um I think it was Marcus Aurelius was alleged to have a slave that was basically like a chauffeur. Um, follow him around when he got home from any you know, conquest or you know event, and they would be having a you know a, a, an event for him, you know, for the Caesar. For they would have a parade and you know party, and the uh, the the slave, uh, the chauffeur, would whisper in his ear. Oops, sorry, whisper in his ear over and over again, something like "You are but a man. Oh, like you you are only mortal. You are only mortal." Just to keep him uh, from yeah getting too, getting his head too big. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting. I mean, you say, oh, well, I don't know where this all all this history comes from. I mean, I quite like watching some, uh, quite, uh, Walter Veef has a good se- uh, section of, um, of historic, um, he, he always gives his references as well. So, you know, where he gets it from. He usually has a good, uh, history on that. So, so I got that lineage from, from one of his videos. I'll see if I can find it and post it up because it's quite interesting to watch. Um, but yeah, you know, if we're talking about languages, I always say that, like, the thing that makes me the most annoyed with the English language is the letter C, or just the word C or the phrase C. It's so nonsensical. And, like, one of the ways that I've studied, I've tried to, like, pull apart a few different languages with French, German, and French, and 
find if there's any better mechanisms to like guard from this happening, and it doesn't seem like there is. Um, you know, it's a, it's a joke, but it's also true. Is our our nose runs, and our feet smell. And it's, you know, having the sense of smell also be used as you do smell, meaning you actually use the sense, and then something smells. I feel like that's purposely conflating all the different usages with one word to you know make it useless for thought. Letter C isn't in any of those words. Well, C is just C is a different thing altogether, but it's the same problem. You know, I see when I'm at the sea, but I'm looking at the letter C and I can't find vitamin C when I'm at the seashore looking for my seahorse. It's all the all these S's and E's and C's and it's all the same sound. Why why they make all the same sound? <laughs> Who chose that? Uh. And like T I O N. Why is that pronounced shun? Situation. <laughs> who, who decided that? That was weird. Tyon? Uh, Again? Situ Tyon? Yeah, exactly. Like, where, where, a lot of these things are very curious when you look into them. You know, this is the, the classic words or swords if you just move the S. I like it. Nobody knows what we worship on Sunday, it's, but it's called Sun Day. We worship the sun. Well, that's down to the papacy why we worship on Sunday. What, it's bound to the papacy? I mean, aren't they yeah. all ancient, ancient sun gods, sun worshiping? Yeah, but the, 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 uh, the Christians never used to worship on, they used to worship on a Saturday. And, um, Saturn's Day? Well, if you believe in the the, um, the the week of creation, Saturday is the last day of the week. It doesn't matter what it's called; it's just the last yeah. day of the week. So, if you you know, I know you could argue the the point about the name, but I mean that's immaterial. It's, it's oh, I was being real. <laughs> no, I understand, but if you that, that, that you know, the, the, and that that comes down to the commandment because it's the uh, I think it's the fourth commandment. Um, about um, keep, uh, keeping the Sabbath, Sabbath holy, isn't it? Um, I heard something about giving commandments soon. I'm looking it up now. It's funny. Yeah. It's it's funny the because I know a bit about the um, the Seventh Day Adventist Adventists. I never say that correctly. Um, uh -huh. They they were they quite obviously they. The, the 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 Christians that worship on Saturday, and um, if you ask them why it's Saturday, it's because it it dates back to literally the, the first day of the first week of creation, um, because that that's the day that you um, yeah that's when it was instituted, and then uh, to confirm that it was instituted, when um, <clears throat> Moses took um, the Israelites out of the break. <laughs> we interrupt our program to bring you this important message. So, hi, this is Adam Miller from independentoccupier.wordpress.com. You're listening to Fakeologist Radio on fakeologist.com.
So, so when the when Moses took the Israelites out of um, out of Egypt uh, and gave them the, the, the Ten Commandments, it was a reconfirmment because uh, when they were uh, in the wilderness, they gathered. Um, you know, for six days they would get manna uh, coming down, and then on the sixth day they would gather two days of ma- uh, manna, and um, and it would stay fresh on that that day. Whereas every other day, at the end of the day, it would start to rot away for the new day. So, and that happened for forty years. That so that was a reconfirmation that the, the Saturday, the Sabbath, was a special day. It wasn't just a or whatever from creation, it was brought forward to to that time, and that's why the, that's why the Jews still keep the Sabbath on on Saturday. And then when um, Rome converted to, to Christianity, uh, they were saying, "Oh, it's the Jewish Sabbath." And they, I can understand part of the reason why Rome split. I mean, you could say, "Oh, it's because they're evil," but but equally, uh, the Pharisee it was to split from the Pharisees. Because the Pharisees were doing the Judaizing against the Christians, so there's there's quite a bit of infighting. So it's one way to separate is to say, well, you know, because there was councils like um, where when uh, the uh, I think it might might be nice here, it might be I'm not sure about the councils, but there was councils where they said, right, we're splitting from the the uh, the Jews, and then th- this is why you never get. Uh, the Easter Sunday on the uh, on the exact same time as the Jewish um, is it the Passover? It's probably the Passover. It's 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 like an old argument. Uh, so you well, can Passover say is on, like a cal- is Passover a calendar day? It no, it's a, on a moon. It's um, it's the it's on it's on the moon calendar. So that and um, because. It's the only date. If you think about the Christian calendar, uh, Christmas Day is always on the. Um, it's always on the twenty fifth. But uh, and or, or if you think about all of the other dates, they're always on the same date except for uh, Easter, which shifts per year. But it never, it's never on the same day as the Jewish holiday, and it, it sort of like dates back to when when there was a formal split. It's like there was a formal split between um, the. Um, Eastern Orthodox Church and, and um, the Roman Church. I remember hearing something about like um, it being in Scripture. I don't know this, but it being in Scripture that it was said that God or Jesus said, "Do never um, base the holy days on the stars or you know, the lights above." No, that's uh, I don't know about maybe, that. Maybe maybe I have it maybe I have it backwards, but it was like you know they should be calendar calendar days or they should be not calendar days because the, the doing it on the stars is um yeah, they definitely if if you're looking at um from the um I, I'm not no expert on this and I, every time I read what I find interesting is reading the Jewish side of this argument. And then sort of like the Catholic side of the argument. And it's the same argument, but quite obviously it's like, they're the nasty ones, they're the nasty ones. And then you get the other side going, they're the nasty ones, they're the nasty ones. So it's quite interesting if you read both sides of the... But it's the same issue. You can see it's the same issue, but the, the, the Jews will say it's because of this, this and this, which is the same as the other side. But they would say because it's this, this and this. So uh, it's, it's, quite, it's just it's just fascinating when you read some of this stuff. 
Do you know why 40 years is significant? Because that's how long it takes to uh, completely change the education of an entire culture. After, from start to finish, 40 years will wipe out a whole generation, two generations, basically, of, of information. Well, that's interesting. You, you, take, you take them out to the desert for 40 years. When they come back, you can, you can have implanted any culture you want, you know, in, within reason, because the grandparents are all gone. Yeah, absolutely true. 20, 20 years, well, 20 years, you can do half that. Obviously, but like there is that's a formula that I've heard. That's you know that's why it's in the scripture as we're saying. That's very accurate. Twenty years, it can still be questioned, but forty years, you're you're set in stone, almost on a tablet. Yeah, that would be reasonable. I mean, they come out of Egypt, um, and if you hear about it's funny if you read the Old Testament. Um, the funny part so of why they not, had to roam not, around for forty years. It's it's it, not the best place to start. The the um, because you think, well, why should I follow these people? Because they're all a bunch of moaners. <laughs> totally do. Totally the Jews do. And the uh, it's like I'm supposed to be on these people's side, and all they do is moan. <laughs> do you know why they were forced to wander for forty years? Because Moses took them to the Holy Land. And he sent scouts to look at the enemies, yeah. and they came back, and they doubted that they could do what Moses told them they could do. They doubted what God told them they could do, what God promised them. They expressed doubt. Yeah. They were terrified. And he said, well, for doubting me, you will now wander for 40 years, and you will all die, and your children then will take up your obligation, because you will all die before you the Holy Land is seen, which yeah. is what what happened in the scripture. But yeah, that's an interesting take. It I was, think truth has a phrase for that. Fuck around and find out. I thought you were going to say per se. No, no, that 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 is an inside joke that will carry forever. But no, fuck around and find out. God said to him, "Yeah, you just found out. Forty years, get going." Well, that's the entire Old Testament. The entire Old Testament is fuck around and find out. He's like, do this. <laughs> we didn't do that. We'll find out. It's, <laughs> it's hilarious. You just found out, dude. It's a, it's a different dispensations, though, isn't it? It's um, oh, it's quite interesting. It is quite interesting when you, you, you sort of like get a bit more of the theology into it. But as I say, when I first read it, I was like, why am I supposed to be on these people's side? All they ever do is complain. It's like, we want to go back to Egypt. We want to go back to Egypt. We don't like your food. We want real food. Well, no, what they were doing was expressing fear and expressing anxiety that wasn't justified because none of them were dying of starvation. According to the text, they just were hungry and they were putting their immediate feelings above their commitment to their quest. And they didn't have faith. If they had faith, they'd be like, yes, I'm hungry right now, but God won't let me starve. That was the whole point of the, the story there, because God never let them starve. Every every time he was going to spite them, Moses prayed to God. He was like, please have forgiveness, which I find it absolutely obscene that a person can, like God can express his wrath and like, no, I'm going to kill all of you. And then you'll have Moses go be like, don't i'm sorry they're all terrible they're they're weak and fragile that god's like okay fine just go circumcise them all 
it it's kind of weird. It's, it's narcissistic. Weird. Narcissistic. Kind of weird. Yeah, just kind of. Well, it, who is it narcissistic of? I What I find weird about it is that the act of a person... I mean, obviously, God would be omnipotent, so you would know Moses would ask him this. So he... God obviously anticipated Moses would ask him for this, and then he could uh, provide his, his pity, his... Um, is reduction of sentence. So, so you I, take the Bible literally and you yeah. think that God in the Old Testament wasn't narcissistic by saying, oh, I'm going to make Abraham take his son up to the hill and kill him, but oh no, at the last minute I make him do yeah. that. That's kind well, of well, narcissistic. Well, 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 sorry. Well, well, no, but the thing He's with it is you're reading your... Yeah, I mean, I think he has a good point there. We always say it's not it's not arrogant if you can back it up. It's it's open. The text in the Bible is open enough for you to read it the way you want to read it. And it's yes. pretty literal most of the time, but yeah, there, there's some bits. Well, I was isn't raised that, in it, that, so I don't I don't read it literally it, now. You can read yeah, it literally. That's, that, that, that's fair enough that you don't do that, but. Hey, Alice, when you're trying to talk, you're not really coming through all the way. So, like, we're we're not nobody's stopping for you because they don't hear you. That's unfortunate. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Get a we get a headset, and if you guys, if we could, just take a minute when you have a second, go to O'Fallon's, turn him up a little. He's a little low. You need to go uh, upper right hand corner. If you got all the boxes, hit the person thing. You you get a list, and if you hit that his name in the list, you can turn him up. Thank you. If you want to donate to my Patreon, it's patreon.com slash Wilson Nudes, and I will buy a headset tonight. Well, can we get nudes, too? No, that's just the <laughs> URL. You know, you, Wilson Nudes and how to take care of your penis. I mean, these guys, these guys. I can't so, believe I got that URL, though. Like, can you believe that? You know, I, I I believe anything now. I, nothing surprises nothing surprises me fully anymore. Uh, uh, que, uh, what is it? Q queo absurdum or the other way around? Yeah, but I believe it because it's absurd. Uh, the absurd is often reality. You couldn't make the, a lot of it. You can't make up. It would only be real in real life because no one could imagine these things. Reality is greater than fiction, pretty much always. Yeah, I agree. Well, Godspeed, y'all. Until next time. Um, you guys were going somewhere. Please continue. It was good. Good talk. No, I was. Ju- I was just saying that it's the text is. Um, I mean, it's quite. Um, for for what's in it. Um, for the amount of words in it, it says a lot. But equally, it's how somebody wants to read it. You can you can read it one way or you can read it another way. That's down to the person who's reading it more than what the what's in the text. So that's all I was going to say. Yeah, I agree with that. I I think there's something in the Bible for everyone, whatever level they're on. I I yeah. think there's information in there that can contribute to your life's journey. So. Yeah. And you, 
you'll know that uh, if you've listened to me, I was going on about it. But I, I equally, I'll equally say that I think it's more like um, the cymatics uh, is patterns. And you get the patterns in the Bible, but if you don't have the Bible, you'll still get the patterns in other things. So although I go on about the Bible because I know it quite well and I find it very interesting, I'm not going to say it's the um, it's the only place you can get uh, to uh, the same place uh, because I think that it, the cymatics prove that certain tones have diff- uh, certain patterns. So I think right. that's formed. But I did mean, you ever see the movie like the, the whole- Book of Eli? Yes, I saw that. Yep. Yeah, Rachel, you do? Uh, I don't think so, no. It, you know, one, it's, it's about the Bible. And at one point, the guy, the guy who was searching for it, the, uh, the villain, said, like, I need that book. That's the only one with the right words. It has the words. And it was to control people. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree with that, too. But, but the Bible, to me, is a literary novel which is to be interpreted with your um, spirituality and, and whatever knowledge that you have at the time that you read it. And you can read it in 10 years and you might have a whole different perspective of what you're reading because it's a, it's a living book, basically. Whatever your level is, it will grow with that. And you will find new knowledge in there based on that. And that's kind of what I've learned over the years with it. Like if you're on the literal level and that's where you stay your entire life, you will never gain anything beyond that from it. So oh, I, I wouldn't say that's true, but I do agree with the rest of what you said there. I do think you're very right on that. No, I've known so many people that stayed on the literal level and they never became more spiritual, more um in tune with life that that's that's my perspective but uh, yeah um, you you might be right on that but that doesn't mean anyone i mean it doesn't mean everyone because uh it depends who you listen to on the literal level about how interesting it becomes it's um, no i i i never said everyone i i i said a lot of the people yeah yeah i mean like me i'm 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 not a believer in the Bible, but I like to analyze it for what knowledge they put in there because I like to discover what the elite are talking about, right, and what they put in there. So that's the only reason I kind of analyzed it, but I was brought up in it, which made me want to analyze it because I never agreed ever with the literal version. Yeah, but you have used the symbol of it. Symbolism yep. in it to uh, unlock itself, you know, like yeah. the um, yeah. But it relates to nature. It relates to the um, just observe humanity, and then go back and read Genesis and see for yourself what it's about. You can observe what is written there, and it's not completely literal. It, it's not literal. It's it's like metaphor for the human um, human, to come condition, up with condition, human condition. Maybe there you go. Thank you. Yep. 
Yeah, and I think you know it's it's a combination of of things depending on how you interpret it. Um, I I was raised Catholic, but um, you know we were the Fairweather Catholic ra- uh, raised generation. I I got confirmed and altar served. Um, and I'd probably served more benedictions than most of the Catholics at the time. I'd gone to church because. You know, they went to church Sundays once a year, and then Christmas. And Catholics, right. Catholics are all about rituals, right? And which which most religions are about their rituals, like they have their own traditions or whatever. Like you might go to the church I went to or whatever, and the first thing that you would do is open your hymnals and sing. You know, they have their rituals. Every church has their rituals that they follow. Catholicism is just a little heavier. Per se. I like. They got, I like. They got robes. <laughs> <laughs> I like what Janine Garofalo in Dogma said about Catholicism is that they don't celebrate their faith; they mourn it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. And uh, Alan Watts has a funny take on it too. He's like, you know, they they tell what they uh, tell God what to do. As if he, you know, didn't know, and then they sing religious nursery rhymes. Yeah, have you ever listened to Bill Donahue about the not, Bible? Not enough. Not enough to like tell you much. He know, he I, has I, I, a hilarious take on the closets, the Catholic closets. <laughs> I'll look it up. Which I, yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was pretty funny because you have to go into the closet. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> yeah, he he has a really good take on that. It's pretty funny. I like uh, you know he he got a bunch of flack recently. He was a is a comedian. His name I'll remember it, Chris, uh, something. But he's like you know he's like they they pretend to eat a guy's body and drink a guy's blood. He's like you know what's only the only thing weirder than eating a guy and drinking his blood is pretending to eat a guy and drink his blood. <laughs> Yeah, that makes it so much better. And and that's like, you know, that's like uh social society today, right? It it's like they got to go along with a plan even though it's absurd, right? And the TV people said run to the vax centers and let strangers inject you with who knows what stat. And they they clamored for it. I was talking to somebody earlier today, and my you know my family even fell for it. And my mother, I was like, "Mom, why are you so worried about it?" She's like, "Because the people are dying." What people? You know, and I didn't get an answer because it was the TV people. Yeah, I wouldn't get mad at anybody for. I mean, we've all been we've all been there, haven't we? I'm not mad. I, I've already I've already mourned all of them, but uh, you know, I, I it, it's. The absurdity of it um, impressed me. (laughs) Uh, uh, Yeah. Um, Why are you mourning them, though? Is my uh, question. Because I don't have to do it later if 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 the decisions they made are bad. No, you're going to have to do it. Would you like to support Fakeologist.com and all the content we're creating? We operate on the value for value principle, where you pay whatever you can for whatever value you feel you've received. We accept donations in almost every form from PayPal to Bitcoin. Please go to fakeologist.com forward slash donate for your payment options. Thank you for your support.
After the break, we're back. Little bit shady, ounce of salt per day. Dr. Fuster Cluck, Miss Rachel, Truth I Am, and I Am One Times Three. But anyway, you're going to have to mourn your parents one day eventually anyway. Why not celebrate the life they have right now and just forget because about it? Because they're not. Well, I get it. And I do. I, you yeah. know, I, my, I, I might joke about my birthday. It's like, why would I ever celebrate like this day because it's a, a birthday? Every day is that. Every day is a celebration if you're doing it right. I mean, I mourned my mother before she died, not because she got the facts, because she, I thought she was pretty much a narcissist. So and it was a little was, bit symbolic. <laughs> You know, I was I, never going to have the mother I wanted, so I mourned her, but I was still involved in her life. I never it was a little symbolic her. for me. My, my, like these people who are doctors and nurses and engineers and vice presidents, like they're all lost their brains. Uh, you know, mourning the people I thought I knew. Yeah, they haven't lost brains. So I think that's that's fair. If they, if, if, you, if they, if, if they if couldn't you, see through this, this was so obvious. No, 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 no. I'm with Rachel. It wasn't so obvious because these people, I mean, we had this discussion on another server yesterday about people being in a narcissistic relationship with the power structure itself. The power structure is a narcissist, so they're confused. And if, if you take a child that was raised that way or whatever, like one parent's the good parent, and one parent's the control parent. They're going to go to the good parent and get around the rules with the control parent and learn to be manipulative, right? So, sure. sure. Yeah. But, but I, I think, but you know, is, that's, that's a, this that's is the government. Yeah, but this it, is the government society that we have. Like the, the power structure itself is narcissistic because, on one hand, the, non, the, the COVID is 95%. Or 99.9% not going to kill you. The vax is 95% not going to kill you. So there's five, there's a greater chance the vax will hurt you more than COVID, but yet people fell for it anyway. Well, it's I, mean, narcissistic. I, don't, I don't expect I mean, people to, I don't expect people to do math. I mean, if they did math, no one would play the lottery. We call the lottery the poor tax because only poor people bad at math typically play it. But you know, but it, I mean, they put so much contradiction out there in 2020. I, that it was I understand. So but I saw family members fall for different things than that. Like, okay, saw, I'm just going to turn my decision making power over to somebody for, else. Yeah, but they 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 yeah. did it for peer pressure. They did it for all sorts of other reasons than just yep. just that simply. And yeah. I I I knew those people as people that wouldn't have done that because they knew they did they did know they knew. But they, the path of least resistance was more important to them. And it was, it was disappointing. Yeah, but that's their personality because I have a sister like that too. And it was so disappointing. It is now. She's on it my is now, level. but I didn't think it was. Right, right. She's on my level as far as thinking. And, and we can discuss all the topics that we discuss here and more. And, but she took that vax because she wanted, she had a, a job that she cared about. Even though they wasn't forcing her, she did it anyway just to not get in the controversy of it. But that's her personality. It has been her entire life. And, I and I'm saying I saw, I saw the flips. <laughs> I saw people I grew that up didn't this. have that personality now get it, and they have it now because of this. And that was disappointing. Uh, I think I think you need to... Uh 
Oh, I don't know, lower your expectations. I wouldn't. Oh, my expectations are already on the on the ground. (laughs) I barely expect these people to breathe. The thing is, is um, don't judge somebody whether they got the vaccine or not. I mean, as uh, Linda says, you know, there's there's lots of different reasons why you would do it. But equally, if you if you're not if you're a person who is who is quite a uh, if you are not a deceptive person. And the concept of um, that your government would not be, uh, you know, even if they get, you know, you think, oh, well, maybe that was a stupid thing to do. But if you don't have that concept that they'd actually uh, actively do something that could harm you, if you, if you mm-hmm. don't have that, if you don't have that concept, then it's gonna, that's gonna pass you by. And yeah, yeah. That's so, good. It's way, good way to say it. So you know, I have I just, no expectations of people. At least I try, be, because then it puts it over on me. Like if I have expectations of people and they disappoint me, then that's that put that that's on me. Yeah, I mean, I did. It just you didn't know, ruin my life. I shrugged my shoulders yeah. and said, "Like, ah, oh, crap, same old stupid shit." And um, I'm a practitioner that does NICU to nursing home. I see people make all sorts of shitty decisions that kill them slowly, kill them fast. And, you know, this is just, this is not, this could have been eating a bowl of Cheerios they shouldn't have eaten. This was, didn't matter the decision. The way that they clamored for relief from nothing sometimes, they, the way they fell into place with peer pressure, for, you know, with peers that really weren't even pressuring them. They just didn't want to be the odd person out. Yeah, but it was everywhere, that. wasn't it? That was the point of the PSYOP. I get it. But I'm I'm allowed to be disappointed in people that I thought were better well, than I that. So. I, mean, I don't think so. I got two letters. Like this is the first time, buddy. The the um, like the, the city councils um, sending me letters to go go for. I mean, the amount of money they actually threw at this at every level. I don't watch the mainstream media. The whole the the, the British government threw like oh. Uh, hundreds of millions to to uh, adverts everywhere about it. Yeah. Well, what was interesting about this was the lack of complaining from anything um, affected by it. When nine eleven happened, the next day the airlines were crying uncle for a bailout. We didn't hear a single actor, a single film house, a single um, NFL team, a single industry, not a single tweet about "oh shit, we can't work." Not one. Yeah. Yeah, well, well, I can tell you here in my local area that um, there was so many nonprofit organizations that give that take government funding that were given enormous amounts of COVID money, and they still have a lot left. My business got COVID's over. We got one hundred twenty. And now that COVID's over, they're going to be able to spend it on the programs that they originally run on with their organizations because that they can't give it back. Yeah, that yeah, they they're, they're, for, they're back. forgiving they're forgiving it as a loan yep. and not making us pay taxes on it. And they were so sloppy with the administration, they actually accidentally gave it to us twice. We had a two hundred and forty thousand in the account. And like we're like, that's a mistake. <laughs> and the my, bank My nonprofit organization that I work for didn't take any money, so I'm very proud of them. 
you know, I, I think I would encourage anybody to take it, take the money because it's your money. Yeah, you already paid it. Yeah, you paid it. Yeah, yeah, but when you take the money, you have government oversight. Uh, well, that, that's very doesn't true. want very that. True. And uh, I'm very proud of them for that. Oversight, so it didn't change anything. Uh, it's criminal activity. If once you've worked out it's a criminal activity, you don't touch it. No, if you can help it, you don't touch it. I mean, fair enough if you took it thinking in good faith. It's forward, basically you know. bribe money. It's basically yeah. bribe money from the cabal. I mean, it didn't yeah. bribe us to do anything. It's just free money, and we we've paid a million dollars. No money. No, you no had money to wear money. You had I didn't. I didn't have to do anything. We have a private business. We did whatever we wanted. Still do. No money is free money. Then you know we're getting. So here's the thing: they still have more of their money, of my money, than I. That I'm. I'm not even. They they've taxed the shit out of us. Out of millions in taxes, I got a hundred grand back. Woohoo! And we're doing good with it. We didn't just like store it away. We're using it to help people. If I have an extra hundred twenty grand, I can do a lot of pro bono work this year. Yeah, it's just everybody takes money. And the cabal keeps on going. Yeah, the, pro the thing is, it doesn't affect them at all. They just hit a button in a computer and they don't have to do anything to get it. It's a button in a computer. And that's why I think it's telling about like the NFL, the, the Major League Baseball. Like all of us, we've always been told that the airlines run on razor thin margins. The NFL needs these huge tax breaks to build a stadium. They need to sell $8 beers. They need $40 parking or the whole business model doesn't make sense at all. And everything's going to fall apart. And they're just able to quietly shut down for two years. No, no complaints. Yeah, well, quite obviously, this was a long time in planning. And it only works because at the top, uh, things, uh, you know, companies own companies own. You companies. are a little low now. If you could speak up a little, it would help. Um, uh, it's isn't it? It's just it, it, there you it's go. the amount of people at the, the at the top of the um, at the top of the pyramid are quite small. I mean, I find that the most um, maybe the biggest uh, plus of the COVID stuff is that we know that new world order actually exists and in, is in place. And is working, and there's you know there's there's nothing left for them to take over. They just need to get their grand narrative to to take enough people forward to where they want to reset it, where they can then dictate to the people who won't go along, and if they want, you know, uh, and them up and put them in a a gulag. <laughs> I mean, that's, when they've got the right the correct amount of numbers. That they'll do that, but they didn't reach it on the COVID, so they've had to back off. You know, half of me, I mean, I agree, but like half of me thinks that was part of the plan. I, I felt like this yeah. entire, half, yeah. I feel like this entire time they're aiming it to kindergartners. That's where their aim is. Yeah, but I think they're learning from the adults too of how well they program the children. Oh, sure. They're, I mean, they're well, using yeah. The I mean, I think yeah. Yes, and I think it was a test to see how far the children they programmed years ago came to full compliance with COVID. I didn't go looking for the pictures to prove them out. So but now I they gotta, they'll tweak it to where in the future when they pull this shit again, all the children when they're adults will fall hook, line, and sinker.
Well, and they, they do what we call it in, like, uh, when you're training an animal, we call it push-pull. You push a little too far, and you back off a little too far. And each time, the ratchet gets a little higher overall. And, you know, what yeah, I saw... Yeah, what I call one step forward, two steps back. Yeah, exactly. Then, yeah. So, <laughs> what I didn't prove out made, made me sick to my stomach. Like, and I'm, I've never, got, no matter what happens in my life, I've never really gotten sick. When I hear people say, oh, this happened, this event happened, and I vomited, it sounds ridiculous to me, but this finally did it, was seeing the kindergartners all wearing masks and the teachers and administrators not, and them taking pictures together. Ugh. Oh, did you see the worst one, though, where the school, um, they were having a school shooting drill at a school? And um, oh, I saw this. Oh. oh, my gosh, that was terrible. All the little kids were screaming because the the adult came in with a mask on and all in black and with a gun or whatever. And all the kids were screaming. I mean... This is this is psychological warfare on these kids. I'm sorry. Oh, it's multi-generational it psychological warfare. Yeah, well what I would say, I would say is you know when you see a false flag it starts it invariably starts off and we find out that there was a um, an active drill going on and then it goes live. Yeah. So this might have been an active drill but when they go live they just carry on with it. You know, and, and they have, and instead of, oh, this is a drill, these are all real dead people or all whatever. Um, so this COVID, if they could have made it stick, they would have made it stick. It's the fact that the num they didn't have the numbers. And I, I'm, I'm pretty sure with that because I know they, uh, they had, um, they were saying, oh, we don't, like over 90% of people have got vaccinated. It's just these. And they were marginalizing and trying to say in, in Britain, like there was like, like less than 10% people. And they were being very, I mean, I know that you, you vicious said everywhere else. But, you know, the psychological thing was that there's only a few hangouts you need to, um, you need to get vaccinated because you're the only ones that are put, you know, uh, uh, but in actual fact, uh, looking at the, the numbers, it's at least 25%. It's around, it's between 20 and 30% of people didn't get vaccinated. And all along, the government was lying and saying it was less than 10%. So it just tells me that they, they didn't have the numbers and they couldn't shift the people who, who, who went. No, they'll have to come and get me. You see, I, I don't know about other, other places in, in, um, in the you know in the world, but the UK, I'm pretty sure it, 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 they haven't got the infrastructure to actually facilitate, um, you know, taking people out unless it's a very small amount. So they're just liars. They just lie, lie, double down on the lies, trouble down on the lies. You know. So if you think, well, I'm not going to do anything, I'll just let them make the first move. And I think uh, I don't know about other countries, but I think that's that's like a safe bet for my country because they couldn't run a piss up in a brewery, quite frankly. Let me talk about two different countries in response when you're done. Yeah, go on, go on, you start. So the Philippines, I feel like from what I hear from there, I mean, they, they accomplished the goal. Um, the people I know from the Philippines that are the average guy, you know, uh, 20 to 40 years old, so that they all got jabbed, everybody they know, and they can't even get on a ferry to go to work or, you know, go anywhere in a government building. So that everybody got it. So I think there's one place where they they did make the impression they wanted to. Um, and then so in America, um, I feel like I agree with you is that 
the 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 door to door or or the infrastructure to actually do anything. It, it will never exist. I think that's why they need the psychological um, part of it. Yeah. And uh, so, so quick numbers on Ohio. Ohio um, has about all included thirty thousand law enforcement officers of every type combined. Um, in uh, deer season, on an average year, um, so uh, archers, just archers alone, tagged. So there's probably many, many, you know, just maybe double this, maybe twenty five percent, you know, added to it at at a, a, a conservative estimate. Um, because people kill more deers than they tag. Just tagged deer is seventy five thousand a year with archers. Then then riflemen kill another seventy five thousand, and then uh, youth riflemen kill about I think it's ten thousand. So every year there's you know, one hundred fifty thousand deer killed tagged in Ohio, and there's thirty thousand law enforcement officers. So the numbers could be you know it, it show the force disparity. Mm, yeah. And that rifle season that's uh, 75,000 are killed, that's, I think, uh, a week long. That's a short week, so. Yeah, it's a short week here in Ohio. Yep. It's after Thanksgiving. Yeah. Do you know how long um, archery season is, you know, bow hunting season? Um, it's it's a month. A month. Archer okay. So it's, yeah, 75,000 deer yeah, with it, arrows. It, <laughs> Right, but with arrows, those are dedicated hunters. No, I know. I know. They're true hunters that will hunt all day and they won't shoot at dark. They they won't they won't disobey the rules of engagement. They respect the animals. So I mean those are some avid hunters. Seventy five thousand. Yeah. So it's amazing. Um, you know, the fact that and that it's, cold. it's cold, it's oh, cold right yeah. now, but they're out there. <laughs> and so, you know, and, and that's the thing about like prepping. You don't need eight months of food. If shit's down for eight months, man, we're eating deer. We're not. Things are, things are way past storage. Until the hunter population increases a hundredfold and all the deer over hunted. Oh, that that would never happen in a grid down situation. We're we're we're, we're, no, we're I mean there there are poachers here. There are poachers here that go out and spotlight and stuff. And I I totally if, just if the electric kind of people. if the electric grid goes down, yep. 90, 80 to ninety percent of the population goes poof. Well, yeah, but even if ten percent, which would be more than what I said, which was multiplying the hunter population tenfold, goes out and starts hunting. It'll, it'll eradicate the deer population. Yeah, I, I think that you're thinking that people will hunt for trophy, which they had to hunt for, you know, reasons other Why than... Why do you think I'm saying trophy? That's, we're grid collapse. They're not hunting for trophy, though. They're hunting to eat. They're going to cut off an amount to eat, and they're going to leave the rest of the body rotting there because they don't know how to store meat for the future. Guys so that don't know how to store kill meat, everything. I think you're guys that don't know how to store meat are not going to be going and killing deer very much. And now right, they hunt think, for trophy. They won't be hunting for trophy then. Yeah, but I think. Yeah, but I think that he's overestimating the people that would kill deer. You're listening to another hour of Fakeologist Radio on Fakeologist.com. 
I think there's people, plenty of that armchair hunters that would not have a chance to actually hike through the woods for real if it was, a, you know. Yeah, yeah but all the people. Yeah, but if 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 we had no food, there's the people that have never hunted in their life would never hunt. They would just wouldn't. It's not like they would be out there. I mean, trying I've to never actually to hunted in my life, and I would absolutely hunt. I. Well, that's you that's because you're here on this server. Well, because you know that you have to survive. Oh, but I'm, I'm talking about like, just yeah. regular people. Hey, hey, thank you for coming and hanging out, Rachel. It was good talking yeah, to you. Yeah, yeah. yeah hey, Rachel. Nice to you talk to you again. Yep. Nice, nice to talk to you, too. Okay, bye-bye. You know, let's let's go through this a little there, more methodically. There are very hey, few people hey, that Let's go with it a little more methodically. Month one, 50% of the population toast, right? Month two, cut that in half. When you start to put that down, I mean, the, the deer population is going to explode. And Why I, would you know, it explode? Because there's work the first year is going to be so disruptive, there's not going to be... You said one problem. month. Now you're at a year. You're, you're not following what I'm talking about here, dude. I'm telling you what I'm following. You said one month, 51% of the population dies, and now you're at a year. I, and you, you missed what I said in between that. Maybe I broke up. I said month two. I cut that in half again. And I said extrapolate that out to a year. It's not like if, if the grid goes down, it's not like things are going to go on as normal and all these tagged hunters are going to be out hanging out shooting rifle, man. I don't know if you've ever been in around a rifle week. It's not quiet. Like that, the things are not going to be just a ho hum. Let's go hunt deer. It's going to be a you know a lot different. And I don't think that will ever happen either. I don't think no, they can take people, the grid down. If they've, it, I mean, this is the scenario that I I see in my area. The people that can't hunt or don't hunt, they're going to steal. They're going to come after my house and my refrigerator and my, yeah, and they're going to get shot. You see they're going to get shot? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Absolutely. They're going to get shot. So that's going to take out quite a bit of the population that can't fend for themselves and have no food because they're going to get shot. So, you know, the people that survive here in my area are going to be the ones that know how to hunt and survive. And that's not very many people. I mean, there's a there's a lot of people in my area that know how to do that, but they're not stealers. They're not going to come after me and my house and my refrigerator and my freezer. And hunting steal my stuff. Landscape would change if if it was that type of situation because you know a lot of people sit up in a tree in a in a, in a stand or a blind. That's not going to be so tenable as a as a strategy anymore because let's say you have a nice rifle and this guy has one bullet left yeah, he's going to take yours because it's better better shot than wasting on a deer he might miss so but i don't think they could really take realistically take the grid down because that would have to be the you know the apocalypse so to speak um because they lose all the grid down is one of the easiest things to do it's the easiest thing to do, but yes, they do lose all their control because they yep. need the internet is the new MSM now and they need that functioning. And it works. And it works and it's also going to be the new monetary system. Yeah, I, I so, they need the yep. grid. I was saying I, I'm kind of concluded. I don't they, disagree. You know, they don't care that it's weak, but they, they can't take it down and like you know, it's why this comes back to like the farmer. Why would the farmer 
kill his farm. <laughs> you know, you only do it when you have to leave, and uh, it doesn't seem like they have any plans to do anything other than keep taxing. So. I mean, they want they want us to believe that they have all this power to do whatever, and I, and yes, I think they could turn the electric uh, off in in my area anytime they want to. I think and they probably do if we I, wanted to, but we don't want to. Right, but I, I mean, I think they do, and they call them brownouts or whatever. I think it's just they turn it off and see how frustrated people get, and then they turn it back on. It's control through chaos. Yeah. Well, the brownouts they literally have to do because they've been shutting down coal plants, and they, they're literally like, the West Coast oh, where they're doing that. Is that one step they backwards? They didn't have to yeah. shut down the coal plants, but they did. No. Well, no, but they did, and as a result of that, they literally don't have enough energy. But they literally knew that was going to happen. Well, yeah, I'm not it arguing that it wasn't on purpose and they didn't know it was going to happen. I'm just saying it. it's real that they have put us in a situation where we have insufficient energy. That was the intention. Yeah, yeah but they is, probably this... have energy that we don't know about already. Well, no, that, they, they get to direct where it goes. Being... They'll provide yeah, but... energy to their Wi-Fi hotspots so you can connect to the Internet. But they won't put energy in your house. Yeah, I agree. I think there's a, there's abundance, but the thing, the thing with the uh, the energy in the grid is they um like you're saying they direct it. They want everything to just our discernment destroyed. So like California, 2030, they're not going to sell internal combustion engines anymore, and now they're telling people not to charge your car because the grid can't handle it. Like the contradiction there is so enormous, it can't even be like comprehended. Okay, did we just discover the real directed energy weapon? Just asking. Of how they direct energy to the grid. No, they remove energy from the grid. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure what you're saying. I'm reverting back to 9-11 and the directed energy weapons that Judy Wood promoted or whatever. Is the real directed energy weapon the grid itself? I mean, um, it's an expression that I can apply to both topics in a very it's different not very directed. Way. Because they can direct... Okay, they can turn off the electricity any time in my area because they have. We're going to schedule this... This um, We're going to turn off your electricity because we have to this replace a coal. you get for in California. In, yeah. I don't live in California. So, sounds like it. Hey guys, how does it sound like it? it I'm in Ohio. Horribly, but hey, Chris, what's up? It's not shitty. Let me switch to my Bluetooth. That'll certainly be better. Sweet. Uh, Good to see you, Chris. In, in Florida. All you can have, if you have solar panels on your house, it's what's called a PPA, a power purchase agreement. And if the grid goes down, your solar panels just dump all the power to ground. Like you can't use them in a grid down situation. I mean, that makes perfect sense. Uh, Because it doesn't. (laughs) <laughs> well, because the state mandates the installations, the installations require them to go through the meter before they go through your house, and the meter will 
take it before it goes to your house. It's just absurd as like why suicide is illegal because you're damaging government property. Well, also it's anti-Christian. The real reason suicide is illegal is because Western culture came from Christian values and it's not okay in Christian values. It's just one of the things they haven't been able to get rid of yet. It's so funny okay. that we, we have like black people can't buy houses <laughs> and that's okay too. Can you guys hear me better now? Much right. better. Yeah, so, okay, so what they have in Florida, if you want to get, you know, there's all these things, I'm sure you see them, Ophalis, where it's like, uh, get free solar panels or all these people. Everything is all this PPA thing, which is uh, basically you're selling your the power that you create into the grid. So instead of having you know, these massive solar farms, FPL, which is the main utility in Florida, gets to basically decentralize their grid and put all these power generation on all these houses. So for them, it's a good deal. Uh, For the customer, it works out because of the rebates and stuff to basically be a wash, you know, by the time the solar panels have lived their life, you'll be okay. But now you have, you know, an installation attached to your roof, which is never a good thing. And the problem is, so if you have a generator, they have what's called a transfer switch that turns off basically disconnects your house from the grid while your generator is feeding. Their excuse why they say you can't, and that prevents you from backfeeding the grid and potentially electrocuting someone on uh, working on the lines because the transformers work in reverse. If you feed 110 volt power, to a 10,000 volt transformer, what comes out the other side is 10,000 volts. You so, also can't have, the, have it both on at the same time, obviously. Yeah, 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 of course. But so, but so that's a transfer switch. You can go buy them, you can buy them from Home Depot. Why can't you use a transfer switch on the solar system? Because that's not what they want. They want, to have complete you can like i've figured out how to do it and i'm probably going to do it um i'm not going to set the solar panels on the roof i'm going to set them up on the property on the ground um but yeah if you've never seen uh, them install a meter it's pretty clear how to, to deal with that yeah yeah i did all my my feeds and stuff into the house i know i know how to do it but but so these the controller um, which is what the system needs to basically make the power usable, has to see a uh, connection from the grid to actually be on. So, so once that grid power goes down, you're just all the electricity you're making is just dumping to ground. So it, it's so it's absurd. It's a it's insane. It's such a scam, and uh, you can do like 
So you could do it with the batteries, with like the power wall stuff, but that's way too expensive to make any sense unless you're just, you know, retarded with money. You know what I've seen people do is take a wrecked Tesla and use the battery from there to make a power wall at home. But just the story you're telling, man, it's like, well, how should it work? It should work this way. Okay, great. Let's do it exactly backwards. Yeah, it's insane to me. And all these people that do it, like, for a commercial uh, thing, like my buddy has a retail store and he needs a new roof. The roof's like 80 grand. To put solar panels on it is another 80 grand, but the you get a rebate, like a 30% rebate. And if you do it at the same time, they give you the rebate on the roof, on the whole thing. So it's only going to cost them like whatever, 20 grand for the whole thing. And he'll, you know, his electric bill is thousands of dollars a month. So for him, it makes sense. But for normal people, unless you're doing a new roof or something like that. And like I said, the fact that you don't, you don't actually have control. You don't actually own that energy. You're putting an installation on your property for somebody else. You're basically, um, you know, creating a power uh, plant for the utility, which is insane. Hey guys. Um, I've, I've seen lots of people build out school buses and their RVs with solar panels and things like that. So something that's that's pretty simple that you can do is you get the you get the solar panels, you've got some batteries, charge controller, and then there's all kinds of appliances that are that are for it that are 12 volt that are um, like they sell them at the truck stop. You can get a little refrigerator, or you can get a fairly big refrigerator, like a chest refrigerator. Yeah. And and, yeah. and of, of course, of course, hooking up to the grid is is stupid, but um, and you can have like little suitcase panels that you fold out. You can put them out in the yard, and um, or when the electricity is on, you can charge your batteries, and you don't yeah. have to tell it. You can have a separate system, and um, or or you can pack it all up and drive away with with the system. So so you can have a fridge. You can have like fans for the summer and some lights and. If you've got old people with CPAP machines or something, they need those apparently. So, I, I mean, you could you could get by if there's a, if there's going to be a dark winter or something like that. I mean, it's not good for it's not good for air conditioning. It's not good for um, um like any well, kind of heating. You just need an inverter. Yeah, I have. Uh... We have an Airstream that we lived in for like seven months while we were building the house, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna put that on solar. The batteries, like for the the batteries that I need to create the power, I mean it's not cheap. It's like three or four grand, but it's worth it. And that's uh, part of our our redoing the Airstream plan. And that's part of the problem with batteries is the winter too. Like the Tesla uses uh, the car Tesla cars use so much heat to keep the batteries warm so they don't lose um uh distance capacity. And, you know, capa- yeah, capacity. Yeah. 
you know, distance because of the capacity, that their capacity ends up getting cut very, very big, especially in cold areas. I think that's one of the reasons they pushed so hard with the control system during COVID in Canada, because there's a large part of Canada where all battery cars are going to be problematic. Yeah, well, you can, know the entire. Can you, can, can you salvage? Because they've had they've had Priuses for twenty plus years now. Is is it possible to salvage batteries and and hook there's them a together? Guy on and, YouTube, yeah, yeah, you there's can. A, there's a guy on YouTube that made a Tesla, um, or made a something um, out of a Tesla. I forget his name, Eric something. Uh, there's another. And he he goes and talks to. Doug DeMiro, and then that, I'll, I'll find the guy. Anyway, he has done a lot of work on the Teslas, and they now don't want to sell him parts. From what I remember, a lot of times people will go into the battery assembly, and they find that the battery cells are fine, and Toyota wants to replace the entire battery because it doesn't you know, measure well on the um, multimeter, essentially. And it's all it is is corroded, um, corroded jumper tabs. Uh, yeah. yeah, it could be that, but, but it can also be a single so if you ever have seen a, a rec tesla i've seen a couple of them because one of my customers owns a storage yard um that that deals with lawsuits like he works for attorneys they rent while they're waiting for the case to go to trial and i've seen a couple of rec teslas the entire floorboard like the entire chassis is those 21700 uh, batteries that people use in like vapes or flashlights and stuff. And they're like big double uh, A's. It's the first time I saw it. It was ridiculous. Yeah, it's a uh, twenty-one seven hundred. It's the same thing in um, like tool batteries, like cordless tool batteries. All my Dewalt stuff uses them. So if you ever have like a a battery in a tool, like a cordless battery, go bad. Usually, it's just one of the. the uh, cells in there so you can pull the batteries and use them in flashlights or whatever to build a power wall or an e-bike and that's that's what all these giant batteries are just a bunch of small batteries configured either in series to get more voltage or in parallel to get more capacity and the 21700 it's uh 21 wouldn't, millimeters uh, wouldn't parallel be for current not capacity yeah. Okay. So it's uh yeah, just to your voltage increases in series, and then, and then your, your overall current is going to increase in parallel because in parallel you're not going to jump the voltage; you're going to jump the amperage. Yeah, okay. the voltage is going to exactly. But the, the overall yeah, capacity, the capacity is. The well, the capacity is the capacity. Yeah. It would it would be current. Yeah. Okay. Just yeah. checking. I'm a yeah, little. But I'm just. I'm just saying for the to get enough to get more range, basically they're using more and more. Uh, it it all depends on the drain how how fast they drain. They're called high drain batteries, the best ones. Uh, and there's a few of them out there. Tesla has some. And so, like a twenty-one seven hundred is the best. It's twenty-one millimeter diameter and 70 millimeter length and then the last zero is the shape so it's like a tube so the zero is a tube and then those if you look at batteries now lithium-ion batteries they're all that way yeah, after the break 
Hi, I'm Baby. Something tried. This is Lost Fighter Fallis. I'm Nightly News. Right, Fake Madness. Adam Miller. You're listening to Fakeologist Radio at Fakeologist.com. Yes. So now if you guys look at lithium ion back, like uh, double A is uh fourteen five hundred is the they have double A not lithium primaries like you buy in the store, but regular for three point seven volt lithiums is a uh so your chemistry dictates your voltage. So like a regular alkalic or alkaline uh, battery is, I think, 1.7 volts. Uh, nickel metal hydride, which is rechargeable, are like 1.3 or 4. And then lithium max charge is like 4.1 volts at 3.7 nominal voltage. The problem with all of just- is they can't deep cycle. <laughs> yeah, and eventually all lithium... All lithium-ion batteries are going to fail at some point, every single one. It's not a matter of if, it's just when. So that's the other problem with these power walls is that from charging and heat, they create heat, heat, heat makes them swell. Eventually, you know, they can't explode. I have seen some crazy stuff of them exploding, like people build vapes and these hot rod flashlights and they and they don't only really explode, they like spit fire. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's wild. Yeah, I've seen some crazy videos on the flashlight stuff because I used to be really into modding and building flashlights. Um, but yeah, it's it's uh, it's pretty amazing that they are moving this way uh, with everything to make everything electronic. Everything has chipsets. Everything's electronic and it's all for control because it's, it's, you know, they could just, these electric cars, they could just shut them down. You know, I mean, I don't even know that my truck, which is a 2016 F-150, like, I don't even know if they couldn't shut my truck off. I mean, it shuts off at stoplights. It's so annoying. I always turn it off, but you have to, man, you can't default it. Off. If, if it's out of warranty, they have they have systems to deal with that usually. This is the seatbelt alarm on steroids. Yeah, I, but I can like my like I'm driving right now without my seatbelt. It's uh, you can disable that. That's easy to disable. But the auto stop start is like you have to push a button every time you get in the vehicle. There's no way to in every time re- In every car I research, there's an aftermarket solution to completely disable it forever. Yeah, there probably is. I yeah, just have is. to buy a, a yeah, chip. It, I just... It's usually 15 bucks, and it's like a couple wires on diode. That's it. Chris, you're driving yeah. a Tesla? Well, the problem no. is, I've had, I've never had. I won't drive them to a median for a rental. And when I've had them as a rental, like you, you can't drive, you can't treat it like a normal car. Like what I've always done in a stoplight with the stop start engines is I'll start turning the wheel back and forth before um, I have to go because that will restart the engine. And if you don't restart the engine and you pound the gas, like it doesn't go anywhere for a second. It's dangerous. It doesn't respond. Well. Yeah, there's a. 
there's a button on my dash that I can push to turn it off manually, but you have to do it every time you're in the car. And in Florida, because it's so friggin' hot, like in the summertime, when the car shuts off at the stoplight, like it gets hot quick, you know, it's like, especially if the car's been sitting and it's 110 or 115 degrees on the inside. AC in Florida. What a pussy. There's no oil flow flow to cool the engine either while it's stopped. Yeah. Yeah. That, that can't be good for the engine. I mean, this, this truck's been good to me. I can't complain. I have almost 200,000 miles on it. I drive the crap out of it everywhere I go. Um, and it's fast. Yeah, yeah, it's full of guns. Um, I love, I I love my truck. But do, do you also have gators in it? Guns and gators. <laughs> they fall uh, out of the bottom. I, it, there's definitely been gators in it. There's definitely been gators in the bed, but uh, it's not a typical thing I carry. <laughs> guns, no, I have, you're you're yeah, just not living up to Florida man status, bro. Florida man. <laughs> yep. I know. I, I'm not quite there. I got to put the pig in the back. Although the next time she goes for a ride, she's going to butcher camp. She's going to meat camp next time she goes for a ride. Where she meets some friends. Yep, exactly. Yeah, actually tomorrow I got to do, I got to process some some chickens and turkeys. Got to get that Thanksgiving bird. Have you had goose yet? I really want to make a goose for Thanksgiving this year. It's really hard to find. I had, dude, the guy, I just got some uh, fruit trees, some mango trees, an avocado tree, little ones, and uh, a few other things. And the guy who I went to pick him up from has geese. He has meat rabbits. He has geese. He's like, man, you try and buy a goose in the store, it's like 200 and some bucks. I mean, I can't even find it. But they're crazy. They're they're kind of a pain in the ass, and they're kind of aggressive. Well, they're very aggressive. Nobody likes geese. Yeah. I, yeah. It makes it all the more joyous to eat it, though, right? Yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> fortunately, with our tur- turkeys are, like, super friendly. Like, super friendly, but we... Uh, we got four of them when we got them and we got them with some chickens and we put them in the coop with the chickens. Like we have a big coop and, um, so they haven't really bonded with my wife, which is good because she, uh, it'd be (laughs) hard, but she's not, but we got four and three of them are males. So it's like, you can't have three males and one female. Like she's going to get destroyed. Like, Hey, you just got to roast them. Yeah, birds are. Are you going to keep the female and one of the males? Are you going to mate? Yeah, yeah. That's the plan. We got heritage. We got heritage breeds so they could breed, and because if you get like what's called the broad-breasted ones, which is what you buy at like the grocery store. My dad just bought a two-point-five pound, like just breast. He got two and a half pounds of one breast. It's kind of disgusting that that's a thing. Yeah, 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 they're really like they're like mutants. It's like meat chickens, like yeah, they just mutants. They're they're just mutants. They can't breed, yeah, they can't make baby like Cornish crosses are the meat birds. The I most like common meat birds. Trainees like a giant boo implants. I mean, you're just 
Yeah, they, they, their face gets... You have to butcher them, Mike. We didn't get those. We got these... Uh, they're called Freedom Rangers. Um, but even them, they get, like, super fat, and they get, like, problems with their feet. They get this bumblefoot thing because they're just so fat. They're not, like... Like, the meat birds, the Cornish crosses, like, they can't walk at all. Like, once they hit a certain point, like, if you didn't butcher them, like, you may as well just... You know, bury them in the yard because they get like disgusting. To the pigs. pigs seem like the most useful farm yeah. animal because they'll just eat yeah. anything. Like, pigs oh, are you, great. Yeah. You didn't kill the turkey yeah. in time, pigs. just throw it to the pigs. Yeah, the pig's great. And she's the pig we got, she's like actually one of the invasive wild boars that are, uh, like everywhere in Florida and destroy shit. I have never seen a wild boar. You haven't? I've never oh, I'm seen surprised a wild boar. I've been out in the woods sure. all the time in central Florida. I've never seen a boar. I've seen wild wolves, which was terrifying. I didn't think we had wolves. They were probably just coyotes, but there was a pack of them and it was very scary. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we got a lot of coyotes. They like to shit right in the middle of the street. Like it's so weird. Just it's all just hair. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's just hair. Like this is this like pile of hair in the middle of the Wait, street. It's like, are cats. coyotes actually cats? Coyotes are. They're the house is really well insulated. Um, I went like kind of crazy. It's solid concrete and double pane insulated glass and. All kind of, like it's you can't hear anything outside, but when we were living in the airstream, you could hear everything. And every night, I would hear them like they kind of sound for like aluminum, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. they kind of sound. And and ours is like a vintage one. It's a 1974. Just aluminum. Yeah, so it was like not not well. When we redo it, we're gonna. I'm going to do like spray foam. The body, the exterior is really nice. It's just the guy who redid it was kind of retarded last time. He was a dentist and should have just stuck to being a dentist and paid someone who knew what they were doing because it's like a mess. Like the shower, like the design of the shower, there's just, it leaks all over the wood floor. <laughs> like the whole wood floor is like, I have to rip all that out. Yeah, Luckily, we I'm have. Sure he had a great time, and he was still was able to sell it. So, well, he died. Actually, his wife sold it, and they haven't oh, used it bad. for years. Yeah, they used it, but they had it set up. It's got like twin beds, which I bet he still turned a profit though, based on the time period of when he fucked with it. And he was, like those yeah, things cost was, so much now. It is crazy how much they cost. Yeah, we didn't. We got a pretty good deal on it. I, I think we paid less than thirty thousand for it. But if you buy oh, a new sure, one, really? they're like no, over a hundred. How much your house yeah. cost a couple of years ago? You are now unintelligible. On that sell for hundreds, like. I don't think I'm going to go crazy, but um, I just want it to be comfortable. And um, now you're not living nice. in it anymore. You want to make it comfortable. Yeah, it, it got us through the, the, the construction, you know. 
So I'm happy that it it made it. But all right, I'm uh, I'm pulling up to the house, guy. It was good talking. I'll uh, I'll try to pop in this weekend some more. Also, hit me up about that weekend. Get, get the wife's opinion. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, she's down, but I don't think we could do it next weekend because I think we have basketball next weekend. Basketball on Thanksgiving weekend? Yeah, my son is on the basketball team, so he, it's a school thing. I think they have a uh, a game, actually, like an internal game. I can't do it the, the next purple weekend. And white game. Okay, we'll talk about it later. (laughs) Godspeed. All right, guys. Everybody left in the middle of that conversation. That was just me. So, God bless, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to fakeologist.com. And may you have a fortuitous journey through your battle in good versus evil. I'm a bit of the elevator, that's all, folks.